This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode 128, Puppies and Patterns. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hi, you guys. How was your holiday? I hope you had a wonderful break. It was nice, kind of just taking a little time off. Do you guys ever feel like when you get back at it that your brain needs a revamp? (laughs) Getting back at it this week and I'm realizing, oh yeah, this is what I do on Mondays. Oh yeah, this is what I do on Tuesdays. So here we are doing a podcast and I'm super excited to be with you. I'm glad you're here listening. Today on our Q&A, we were talking about interrupting unwanted puppy behavior and distracting them or redirecting them. So the word that my client used was distracting, but we're going to talk about interrupting, redirecting them. And I thought, you know what? This would make a really good podcast. So check it out. Can you discuss the balance of, uh, uh, nope, and ignoring and distracting unwanted behavior? Yes. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Okay. So any of those things that we just mentioned. So the, uh, uh, and I just, it comes out naturally. I don't even know where that came from. It was just like, I see my dog doing something. Hey, uh, uh, you know, it's a great interrupter. And that's all it is. It's an interrupter word. My dog kind of goes, what, you know, what did you say? What did that, what was that sound? No is the same thing. No is just an interrupter word. So no, what, huh? Right. Nope. I like to say nope instead of no, because it keeps me in a happier state. Honestly, that's the only reason. Like if I say no, or if I say nope, nope, just reminds me no big deal. Just try again. Right. And I'd rather come to my puppy in that state of mind than a really frustrated no state of mind. So nope, I love, but again, it's just an interrupter. Like, nope, sorry, you're not going to get a reward. Try again. Like try something else that didn't work. Okay. Now ignoring and distracting unwanted behavior. So if for example, your dog, your puppy's already latched onto you. Okay. We missed the, uh, the opportunity to prevent this. And now we're having to deal with this. So a noise, a sound, something like, uh, uh-uh, uh, or I just, sometimes will just go and they go, Whoa, what was that? And as soon as they let go, Oh, now I have an opportunity to move forward successfully. So I pull out some food, I get them into sit, maybe I lure them into a spin, but I'm now being able to say yes. Right. So they spin. Yes. Here's a treat. They sit. Yes. Here's a treat. I can then lure them into a pen or a crate and they're good to go. Okay. So if a puppy is doing an unwanted behavior, like they're currently biting you, we want to interrupt with some sound like, uh, uh-uh, or, or, or something, right. It interrupts them. They let go. We put food right on their nose, lure them away from us. And now we manage, right. Or we go into a training session or whatever you have time for. So If they're currently doing unwanted behavior, interrupt, redirect, okay? Now, we want to do that same pattern without this in it as much as possible. So if my puppy runs over to me, I want to anticipate, oh, it's probably going to latch onto my arm (laughs) or my pant leg or my pajama pants that are flapping in the wind, right? So I see my puppy running. I want to interrupt and redirect before they clamp on, before they bite me as much as possible. Doing that just gets this out of the pattern. This isn't even part of the pattern and puppies learn in patterns. I need to explain right here that when I say this, 
I'm demoing to them the puppy's latching onto my clothes. So we don't want the actual biting behavior to be part of the pattern. We want the pattern to happen without the biting. So we're managing, preventing, anticipating what the puppy's behavior might be, and then helping them be successful at a behavior we like without the puppy biting being part of the pattern. Let's keep going. You can say, uh uh-uh, to kind of interrupt them. Nope is, they're already doing something. Maybe you said sit and they lay down. That's a perfect time to say, nope, try again. So think of your nope as, nope, try again. Sorry, that's not right. No reward is coming, right? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. All those little sound things are kind of like interrupters, trying to get your puppy's attention onto something better. And then ignoring, when I say ignore you guys, it means don't give attention to the behavior unnecessarily. So here's a common example with new puppies. Um, I'll have a client say, my puppy loves the bark. Uh, Every time we go outside, they just go straight for the bark. And oftentimes we make such a fuss over the bark that they really like it. (laughs) It's like, wow, this stuff's golden because Amy gets so excited about the bark. And I'm not really excited about it. I'm usually saying, no, stop, don't do that. Uh Uh-uh, right? So rather than do that, rather than draw all this attention, which is attention, whether it's good or bad, it's attention. And my puppy loves it. I would rather as they head out and see the bark, I can interrupt and redirect them before they get to it. But oftentimes a puppy just wants to put it in their mouth, taste it, spit it out, put it in their mouth, taste it, spit it out. And I don't need to draw, I don't need to become super crazy reactive over that. Right. So ignoring unwanted behavior, if my puppy happens to go over to the bark and they're checking it out, mm, I'm going to choose to ignore that. And I'm going to go throw a party over here. So I'm going to squeak a toy and it's not about my puppy at this point. I don't want my puppy. I don't want to be begging my puppy to come to me. I want to be like, wow, I'm having a really good time over here so that my puppy feels FOMO. Like what is happening over there? And then they're like, I want to see, I want to see. And they come running over. So there is a big difference and the puppies know it between she's trying to get me over here. It's a trick. And oh, wow, that looks fun. I want to go check that out. So when I say ignore, yeah, I'm going to ignore that my puppy is in the bark. I'm going to see if they'll come over to a diversion over here, if I can get them away from it without drawing attention to the bark. Does that make sense? And that goes for a whole host of scenarios. It's just be careful not giving attention to what you don't want your puppy to do, because oftentimes that attention, they like it. They want your attention. So they're like, I know how to get her attention. Watch, I'll bite the carpet. She'll come right over, right? Or I'll pee on this carpet. She'll come right over. So that's where people get stuck on a nasty loop of consequences. You got to get off of that. You got to get on to the preventative side, the A side of the ABCs, right? I'm going to manage and prevent and set my puppy up for success 90% of the time. Yeah, 10% of the time I miss it. They peed on the carpet. No big deal. I'll pick it up. I'll clean it up, whatever. We'll move on and we'll get better. I'll pay more attention, right? Um, But that's the concept. I could honestly go on for an hour about that. (laughs) I love that concept. But try your best. This is um, for anybody who owns a dog. Try your best to start to anticipate behavior, right? My puppy's running at me. I'm going to assume they're going to jump at me. They're going to bite me. They're going to bark at me. Can I help them first? Um, I have a helpful little video. If you go to our first week together in the puppy biting, barking, and jumping section, it's the last lesson in the first week together. I'm out on the patio in my kennel with Baxter. and He's like a nine-week-old puppy at the point. And I'm doing sit to say please. And you can see that he comes running to me and I'm helping him be successful before he even gets to me. He's like two feet from me and my hand, you can see my hand already going out. We just went over this in basic training the other day. So you'll see that video on basic training if you're signed up for that this week. But uh, that concept of 
I'm showing him what to do before he can be naughty. I'm showing him what to do before he does unwanted behavior. Super helpful. Let's touch just a little more on the concept of ignoring. So sometimes people think I say ignore, and that just means let it happen. That's not my definition of ignore. Ignore is don't give attention to the behavior that you're not wanting to happen, right? I'm not giving a direct attention to it, but I'm not just going to sit there and take it, right? If my puppy's biting my foot, I don't want you to just sit there and let the puppy bite and bite and bite until they are stopped biting, right? They're done biting. I want you to do something about it. I want you to interrupt, redirect. I just don't want it to constantly be that pattern of the puppy bites, I interrupt, I redirect. The puppy bites, I interrupt, I redirect. Because then the puppy has this pattern down that includes the biting. I want the new pattern to be, I see the puppy coming at me, I anticipate he's probably going to bite me. I'm going, because he wants to play, right? This is all in fun. And he's coming over at me. I know he's going to bite my foot. I want to interrupt show him what I want him to do before he bites so that that biting is not part of the pattern. The new pattern is he comes to me, I show him how to sit, he gets a treat, we start to play. And now the biting is gone. And again, like I mentioned, this will go for any behavior. So you see your puppy going to the counter, you don't want them to counter surf. Don't wait for them to put their paws up on the counter. That's now part of that pattern. I want it to be the puppy runs to the counter. I interrupt, redirect the puppy away from the counter before the counter surfing happens. And that is the new pattern, right? I see the counter. Oh, I direct it away from it. I go get something else. We all move on with life. I'm not waiting for the puppy to put the paws on the counter. Then I interrupt and redirect. The puppy puts the paws on the counter. I say, a lot of people say off, right? He puts the paws on the counter. We say off, he gets a treat. I put the paws on the counter. We say off, he gets a treat. Yeah, that's okay if they've already got their paws on the counter, but 90% of the time, why are we letting them get to the counter, right? Let's show them what to do before they get to the counter. Let's take away the temptations up there on the counter when they're young from even wanting to get up there in the first place. That's the management part of it. Keeping the kitchen clean, keeping them out of the kitchen, keeping them tethered to you when you're in the kitchen. There's lots of management and prevention that can happen. The training is, oh, we see the counter. I want you to redirect away from it. Maybe we go into a downstay or a go-to-bed behavior. There's a lot of options at that point. But think of it as in terms of patterns. And we don't want the beha- the unwanted behaviors to be in those loops. We want to do something, show the puppy what to do before that behavior happens. It's magic. Okay, it's not. It's just good old-fashioned hard work. But you guys can do it. All right, I hope you enjoyed that little bit of our Q&A session today. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast. I will talk to you guys next week. We have some good topics coming up, so I'll talk to you soon. Happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com, to contact me. 